Hello and welcome. It's been a while. We have been busy doing some Cloud Director news, but we are now back with the VCD Roundtable, almost the same group as in the past, a few changes, but uh, we are getting back on track in preparation for VMware Explorer in Las Vegas. I still need to get used to the new name. I still am trying to not say VMworld, but maybe let's see how, how good we get that uh, to be done today. We are going to shortly do an introductory round in a second, but uh, before we do that, today's episode is going to cover nearly everything around VCD 10.5, except for a good part of the networking features, because it's so much that we will dedicate a separate episode just to the VCD 10.5 network sections. With that being said, my name is Yves Sanford, um, CEO of the Comdivision Group, uh, one of the lead architects in our service provider division, taking care of not only the technical, but more the business advisory services for service providers all around the globe. And with that being said, I'm allowed to pick who is going to introduce himself next. And I'm going to throw it over to Toby, who has already the bridge behind him, but you should actually have Vegas behind you. Yeah, it's the wrong bridge. We are not going to San Fran, we are going to Vegas. Yeah, good uh, morning, good afternoon, whatever time zone you're listening. My name is Tobias Barshek. I'm a solution architect uh, for the whole networking stuff inside uh, Comdivision. I'm a partner at Comdivision. And as uh, already said, focusing on the whole networking story. Yeah, and I would like to hand over to Jörg. Hey, yeah, my name is Jörg Lief. I'm a technical product manager at VMware and VMware's cloud provider um, division. And I'm working, well, educating people around Cloud Director and all the different integrations and extensions that we have. And with that, over to Matthias. Yeah, hi, Matthias, Partner.com Division, Cloud Architect, taking care of Cloud Director, NSX, and the automation around all those products. Sasha. Hi, my name is Sasha Schwung, I'm Partner and Cloud Architect at Comdivision, working a lot around of designs, Cloud Director, working with container service extensions, and a lot of NSX V2 team migrations still. Okay, um, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, 10.5, uh, Cloud Director came out, I think, um, especially when we look in the next episode on the networking features, quite a lot of uh, very good enhancements. Uh, let me just browse over the list of, of some of the changes we have ahead of us, uh, or we, we got with this release. Um, one of them, which, which I found interesting because we, um, although it's not necessarily a daily feature, but the feature set to utilize the VM discovery um, is, is quite an important one for, for many customers because it's a good way, especially when we migrate or set up new service providers who have never used VCD before, and we kind of solve the whole story on how do we get the existing customers onboarded. I mean, there's always the way to use tools like Cloud Director availability for it as well. But very often it's, uh, hey, how can we onboard customers without having any interruption? And one of the very easy ways is to just actually create the resource pools and move uh, virtual machines in. In the past, one of the challenges was that this was a very, very generic setting. You could only turn off, on and turn off. 
And so I'm definitely looking forward to having now finally a feature which allows me to do that on a on, on an organizational org VDC level, which also allows me to be a bit more secure that not by mistake things um, jump into the wrong um, VCD instance. So I definitely look forward to utilizing that feature in the next few year, a few days and in weeks um, on our next projects. Um, but there are a few other features as well. So, Sasha, what do you want to point out from the feature list? Yeah, so for me, it's very interesting, the complete network stuff with NSX federations, because we talked in the last few um, months a lot of, with a lot of cloud providers about NSX federation and the possibilities in the future. Though now we have the first supported way with NSX federation, so... I think that will be a big part for many cloud providers working international and with um, many locations. Okay, um, but I think that's that's something we are going to cover in in the separate separate episode. So um, there are also the changes around the uh, the the catalogs and catalog synchronization, which I think are are a very interesting storyline overall because synchronization has always been a big topic for service providers on how we do that, how we can speed things up. Um, and I think that's that's a very good scenario. Jörg, do you want to throw mm -hmm. some more details behind some of the, those features, maybe? Yeah, there have been a lot of well improvements on the mechanics of the catalog system um, for that. Um, that's already going on for um, the last couple of versions, but now with 10.5, there has the uh, yeah big change in the user experience as well. So in past we are working towards uh, revamping the catalog system of Cloud Director, which has been there since the I think the very first Cloud Director release, and is just not not um, up to date anymore in terms of um, yeah multi site installations or more global installations where you have uh, multiple VCD installations or different data centers managed by the same Cloud Director. So there are um, a bunch of mechanical improvements, how the catalog system works and uh, improved support for um, shared storage, for example, so that um, VCD recognizes templates or ISO images um, in the catalog that are available to multiple um, vCenters and um, managed by the same Cloud Director instance. So it avoids a lot of um, cloning and uh, data transfer. Uh, steps that are needed when you share catalogs between different organizations or between different locations in a cloud director environment. And then um, from a user experience perspective, that's um, likely one of the biggest changes um, for the tenant end user um, that we have in VCD 10.5 is that we included a lot of functionality from App Launchpad into um, the core VCD um, yeah, tenant UI. So that means that um, in earlier versions where you installed uh, App Launchpad as an extension to offer uh, more yeah, service catalog style user experience to your uh, tenant users as a provider um, with VCD 10.5, you now can do that out of the box. So with the um, VCD 10.5, Content Hub is a very prominent um, menu item in the main navigation menu of the um, VCD UI, the provider portal and the tenant portal. And it allows you to um, yeah, offer um, not only the uh, VApp templates or ISO images, but also um, new container-based applications like uh, on, based on Helm charts as um, yeah items for the um, for the tenants to use. So this integrated with the catalog systems, you can publish your own VApp templates um, if you want to. Um, so the, the catalog workflows that you had in past with um, 
capturing existing vApps into the catalog. That, of course, all still works as it was before, but it's also integrated nicely with the new UI so that you can add additional information about the vApp and you can um, synchronize from external repositories like the VMware Marketplace, um, Bitnami, Helm Chart Repository, or even external um, repositories like the um, NVIDIA NGC catalog for AI workloads. So a very good way for you as service provider to very quickly um, offer new content uh, for your um, tenant users to consume. And of course, with the very easy uh, consume interface for your tenant user to um, very quickly deploy new workloads into their organization VDCs or even their Kubernetes clusters in terms of um, their container and help chart based applications. Good. Matthias, anything you want to point out from the long list of VCD enhancements uh, we got with 10.5? Of course I want. Um, so first of all, I would like to add a little bit of information in terms of um, virtual machine import functionality, because to be a bit more precisely, we now have the ability to turn it off globally and enable it on a per organization base. In the past, we could enable it globally, but turn it off. But now we have exactly the other way around, which makes it more flexible, as you have already pointed out. Um, the second, I would really love to mention is the improvement in terms of IP spaces. Uh, a short summarization, what is IP spaces enabling us? It allows the service provider to manage IP addresses and ranges and provide IP address and ranges to their tenants. And the tenants are able to consume those IP addresses or ranges uh, as they like, and we can just charge for it because that's what we want to do. Uh, the cool thing in 10.5 is we now have the ability to migrate existing assigned IP ranges into IP spaces to enable the automated consumption or the better or easier consumption for the tenants. I think that's a big improvement and will provide a very easy way for service providers to add additional IP addresses because in the past, it was always a manual approach, adding additional IP addresses to edge gateways for their tenants. So I think that's a very good and important enhancement. On top, BGP, and I'm currently looking at Toby and his bridge. <laughs> Toby, what, what are you thinking about the new BGP enhancements, having the ability to deal with uh, route maps and stuff from about the BCD the, UI perspective? Dealing with the whole with the whole B2B story, so we can now create route maps, we can uh, do prefix filtering in the BCD UI. Um, we can utilize, as you have mentioned it before already, the new IP spaces also uh, on, on our dedicated B2B configuration. Um, so this is, or we need to use it to be fair, because we can utilize the route maps only if we have the IP spa uh, spaces uh, uh, already enabled. But um, as mentioned before by Eve and by Sasha, we will cover this in our dedicated networks uh, uh, session a little bit deeper. What I would like to add and what what is really, in, from my perspective, an interesting uh, feature and what was a little bit a pain in the ass in 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 the in the past is that we now have the ability to uh, leverage uh, shared uh, data stores across uh, vCenters for migration. Um, and that we now don't need to export the whole VM in an OVF on our N N uh, N uh, VS uh, transfer share, 
and we import it because now we have the ability to leverage uh, shared data, store, uh, data stores across multiple vCenters and VCD is now capable of discovering, hey, there is this uh, same data store mapped on uh, different vCenters. So this is also a nice and, and big improvement from my perspective. What else Time do we safer. have? Hmm? Sorry? Time safer. <laughs> Time safer, yeah. <laughs> I think another another important part is that we also now got an, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it an additional way to manage infrastructure. Before you had, when you had VCD as the service provider, you always had the choice. You can actually either provide a PVDC to a customer or you could actually provide them with CPOM, the ability to directly access a vCenter. Uh, the ability to get now use both on the same infrastructure, I think, is opening up an interesting door for certain use cases where in the past service providers, especially when it came also to white label services, but, all, but also for other features where you had larger organizations typically as customers and there was the kind of end user bases who used utilize self-service. They were fine with the VCD interface, but at the same point in time, you also had to deal with their existing IT team, which always came back as like, yeah, but VCD is a complete new UI. We can't actually leverage the same as what we have in vCenter and what we are used to. And now with the combination that for one tenant, you can basically give them both sides of the story, um, I think that's a very good addition, especially in those use cases where we have customers who are not running a shared infrastructure. Because when I look at the at the um, hundreds of service providers we work with on a, on a regular basis by now, then it's a very um, a clear situation that, yes, you have the shared infrastructure where the customers might have only 5, 10, 15, 20 VMs. But it's also a good chunk of service providers, not only in the US, who really have dedicated vCenters and dedicated hosts for a specific customer. And I think giving them now the choice that they don't no longer have to pick between whether we do CPOM or PVDC is a great story. Combining that with the fact that we have more flexibility from an import perspective now makes the whole onboarding story a lot easier because a lot of the service providers um, where we onboard them and do a greenfield VCD deployment in the past um, still have a lot of existing vSphere um, and vCenter clusters out there because for them it's very hard to transition the customers from that behavior into the VCD behavior because Every human being or most human beings are very uh, reluctant for any kind of change. So um, if users are used to the fact that they can just actually go into a system and have vCenter access, it's very hard to limit them down to vCD. Having now the combination that I can utilize the import feature for org, uh, organizations via resource pools, et cetera, combining that with two different access layers for it, I think is going to make that onboarding piece for especially existing service providers a lot of easier. And we have a very nice new feature in terms of security troubleshooting. I know we have a dedicated networking recording, I know, but I want to point out one very small detail because in 10.5, we now have for the firewall rules, a logging ID element, which contains the NSX firewall rule ID, which is used for syslog. So if we now need to troubleshoot firewall, uh, rule sets we can now 
access the the rule id directly and go to uh i want to say be realized logging site but i think it's now called aria operations for log for log yes yeah i think that's the correct name uh and use that id for uh, filtering or creating dashboards i think that's very interesting for troubleshooting Everybody imagine ahead of uh, behind Matthias' screen a huge wall of all the new product names so that he tries to actually stick with them all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's challenging. So, um, uh, although I know it's not Matthias' topic, but I know definitely it's Jörg's topic. We can't get around the Terraform perspective. But I know this can can could easily lead to a to an hour long discussion, but I think it's it's just important to cover the new features, updates, and everything else, and uh, don't have mm -hmm. a discussion about the use of it or not. <laughs> yeah. So the Terraform provider, um, that's an um, adapter that allows users to use well HashiCorp's Terraform um, tool to automate Cloud Director environments. And there are a lot of different use cases for service providers and for tenant users to well create and manage stuff in VCD um, through that Terraform infrastructure as code strategy. And the provider is an open source provider, so you can find the source code on GitHub and can also get directly in touch with our um, engineers through GitHub issues and the uh, community um, on GitHub. And it is sponsored and maintained by VMware um, uh, engineering team and the cloud director team. But there are also a lot of contributions from service providers and sometimes even from end customers who uh, contribute some code or at least some uh, feature requests and uh, yeah, uh, bug mentions on the uh, on the GitHub issues. And that Terraform provider has a, a release cadence that's independent from VCD, but of course they try to um, stick pretty close to the uh, VCD releases when it comes to new features and new API versions. So we do have a new version of the uh, Terraform provider as well that came out a couple of weeks ago. And that now um, will add support for IP spaces so that you can consume um, IPs from that are managed through IP spaces um, through Terraform. And it has some um, improvements for the container services extension as well. So um, it's now possible to um, really create and manage Kubernetes clusters that are managed through container service extension with the Terraform provider as well. In addition to that, there have been a lot of uh, well, um, smaller bug fixes and um, improvements that really came based on the, uh, the feedback through the GitHub issues um, on the communities. And that's it for Terraform. <laughs> Good. Sasha, as I know, you have compiled the whole list. Did we miss anything really on the 10.5 list for features which are not necessarily network related? Because I said we are going to have a dedicated network session overall. Yeah, I think we are good with the um with the features. Yeah, but but there is one one thing I would like already to add regarding having a supported environment in the future because it is already it is now starting but uh, service providers should now have in mind that they need to have a successful smdb outbound connectivity configured it is becomes required and all users uh, absolutely independent if they are imported from from an active directory or from an idp need to have configured an email address in the next uh, versions starting with 10.5 it is already now the starting point but from from the new next releases uh if the user don't have configured an email address some features will not be available anymore so this is really from a supported perspective an important part 
please verify that your cloud director has an SMTP configuration and that all of your users have an email address configured. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, Toby, for mentioning that. Um, that's part of our um, overall strategy to um, have, um, yeah, not VCD taking on local user management anymore in a further future, but really uh, rely on external identity management systems and identity providers to authenticate and manage users. And, uh, well, all of these um, technologies, be that SAML or um, OIDC or um, OAuth or whatever um, protocol or mechanism is used, they all rely on um, having an email address to identify um, the user. And as part of that, um, we now require the users to have a configured email address. Um, there are also some tools, they are um, API only, that makes it easier to migrate and import users and, um, yeah, migrate users between the local user VCD um, management and pass to external um, identity providers. So that's something that you should keep in mind for future that um, eventually we, we are going to um, deprecate the support for local users in VCD. Uh, what I would like to add is we should not only talk about things which are new, the new hot and nice stuff, also things about being deprecated. And VMware is pretty clear in 10.5 that it accelerates the deprecate, deprecation speed in the API. So a few additional versions are not deprecated on the API, and especially the API version 38, I think, is no longer supporting slash API slash sessions for authentication. So that's a big change. And everybody using API and uh, needs to uh, revalidate if uh, the authentication has already been moved to the JWT mechanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important point because that, of course, will well finally break older API clients that are not using this uh, new endpoint anymore for logging in. By the way, that has been deprecated, I think, for the last three versions of VCD or VCD API. So you had some time to change your API clients, but of course we know it's, it's true, but now they're some time, really mentioning now, yeah, it's with accelerated. API, yeah, please with move. API, uh, version 38, it really breaks now if you don't log in with the new endpoints. Yes. And I think uh, more and more stuff is uh, moving towards the cloud API. So everybody should really start migrate <laughs> towards the new API instead of using the old stuff. Same, as Sasha mentioned in the beginning, still to V2T migrations, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. just about to say, who are you looking at, Matthias? Uh, being honest, at my screen. Yeah, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's one other uh, feature that's mentioned in the release notes, which is uh, likely not that important for um, providers or end users yet, but rather for ecosystem partners who build integrations with VCD. Um, a couple of versions ago, we introduced the new solutions add-on framework um, to make it easier for ecosystem partners to integrate with VCD and manage their uh, well solutions uh, through the provider portal. And there have been some um, additions and improvements to that solution add-on framework as well in 10.5. So it's now possible 
um, to for the provider to upgrade solution add-ons um, through the UI and API. So the version control and the lifecycle management of these extensions gets much easier. And of course, you can uh, now publish um, solutions on a per-tenant base. So that of, um, allows you to really offer some value-add services and monetize these services on a per-tenant base that you mm -hmm. offer them, um, I don't know, backup solutions or antivirus solutions or what else we have in our um, ecosystem integrating with VCD. Good. Then I think we have mostly everything um, taken care of for the 10.5 release. I think those people who are going to, to attend the VMware Explore in Las Vegas, um, there's definitely something going to be at the VMware booth. There are definitely going to be some sessions around 10.5. So if you haven't added them to your calendar so far, um, then please make sure to do so. Um, also, we are happy to announce from the Division team that we have a dedicated room uh, where we can um, meet, hang out, etc. with all our service provider friends. So if you haven't made an appointment yet with us, reach out to us over um, social media or anything else. Uh, we are more than happy to, to welcome you, um, have a little drink, a Coke or something else, and then actually... Um, enjoy the time um, in our suite uh, together and talk a bit about VCD, etc. We might even do some ad hoc um, session uh, recordings from there um, for around VCD and for the VCD roundtable. Um, so stay tuned. Um, keep us uh, posted for everything you do, you do during VMware Explorer 2023 in Las Vegas. So I'm still getting used to it. And we are going to cover in our next VCD Roundtable episode everything around 10.5 networking and some of the other changes which you just need to be aware of uh, around networking. Up until then, have a good day and hear you soon.